from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. North Carolina did something that even A.B. Sears will have to enjoy as it relates to basketball, AP preseason top 25. And we learned about the way of the Panther. Let's log on to the internet, shall we? What's Trending brought to you by Geico. Got a choice of ways that you can save on car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Go online to geico.com or stop by the Geico office nearest you. Let's get it. The Mets are out of the playoffs show. The Braves are out of the playoffs show. The Dodgers are out of the playoffs. The only team now will the Yankees follow. Their superstar teams out. Oh, man. It was, it was dicey last night, but they stayed, pulled it out. Stayed alive last night. Garrett Cole leads them to a 4-2 to win over Cleveland. They're back in New York tonight, game five. I don't like the Yankees' chances, Joe. Garrett Cole's – the series is tied 2-2. Yeah. They've won both of Cole's starts. Their starting pitching has been fine. Their bullpen has just been – what in the world? Here's my question. Are you are you ready for a Padres Guardians World Series? What I'm ready Is for question? What I'm ready for are the people who are upset with how the playoffs have yeah. resulted in these teams and where they're at. Y'all, this is the baseball future you wanted. If you add more teams to the postseason, you invite more chaos. That's why people like the playoffs. If you are upset that we're now getting into a possible World Series matchup that features teams that weren't overall great in the regular season, like the Dodgers, right? Or like how the Braves were from what? The All-Star break on, where they were just on a heat. The Nats, you know, three years ago. Sure. Well, then you need to argue with Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, to say, hey, 162 games should matter. Baseball's based on series and the longevity of it. And then you can, you know, you, you want to go back to what it used to be. You win the pennant, you go to the playoffs, and that's it. Like, I don't understand. Like, you can't have both. Right. More, more teams well, means more chaos. The format was created in order to avoid the number of wildcard teams who were winning the World Series because yes. it did seem to devalue... You know, the Red Sox in particular, I think they've won the World Series every time that they've been a wild card. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, what is the reward for actually winning the division? Well, So then they started fiddling with the format, which I like this format. I'm with Because they had that wild card where it was one off. That's not baseball. Wild card's now best of three. I like that in the opening round. This round is the one I ultimately think will get tweaked, but I don't want it to be. The division round is best of five. Well, here's- and the advantage for the teams who win the division is you don't have to use your best pitching in the wild card round. That's your advantage. Here's a simple solution. You still have to win the games, by the way. You can't Here- just not win the games. Here is a simple solution for not having wild card teams win World Series. Don't have don't them. Invite them. Well, don't have them. Right. You, have a, you play 162 games for a reason. You had an opportunity. Right. And that was baseball it. forever. It used to be four division yep. winners. There was an ALCS. There was an NLCS, is, and that was it. This is this is the thing. This is a hill that I will. You know, we, we get these sports arguments, and we go, "Oh, it's the hill that I'm going to die on." Blah 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 blah. The hill I'll die on when it comes to Major League Baseball, you got to reduce the number of regular season games. You have to. I agree because you can't have both. First and foremost, by the time we get, you have to alter the calendar. That's the biggest one because by the time we get to the most exciting part of baseball season, as in now, it's overshadowed. What are we doing? Yep, barely overshadowed talking about by it. football. 
I watched baseball last night instead of um, the Monday night game. I had zero interest oh, in the Eagles and Cowboys. I had particularly just, after the Eagles you know, blitzed out of that thing in the first what twenty minutes. I had I had interest in the Eagles and Cowboys for a reason. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. Hey, man, Friday, it was Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott. The most difficult decision in football. What if the Cowboys beat the Eagles? And they knocked the Eagles off from the unbeatens, the, the lone unbeaten team. What's Jerry Jones going to do? Do you do you just ride Cooper Rush to a Super Bowl? Stop it. Stop it. Last week was everything that is wrong with how we talk about football. How are the Dallas Cowboys here? Well, it has to be because of Cooper Rush. No. The Dallas Cowboys got here because the defense did exactly what they were supposed to be doing. They wreaked havoc Michael on their Parsons opponents. Is really good. All right. And Cooper Rush, to his credit, analysis, to his credit, didn't make mistakes in a limited role. The best case scenario is they win as many games as they can with Cooper Rush. And the lessons you learn from Cooper Rush and how they operate can be applied to Dak Prescott's return. Win that way with a better quarterback. So I was dying laughing all week about, like, are we really going to Kyle Allen this thing with Cooper Rush and get all into QB wins with a Z, multiple Zs? Well, thankfully, after last night, where I believe in the first half, Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush had a passer rating of one. I didn't think that was possible. But he had a passer rating of one. Yeah, he went four games without throwing an interception, that, but he also only had four touchdown passes over that time. But I give credit to Cooper Rush for sure. that. Don't turn the ball over. Don't, Don't make mistakes. Make mistakes. This, this is what I like. This is what well, it's I, a style of play too, right? Yes. And this is what I feel like we're it's we're done a disservice when we talk about football on the national level when we boil it simply down to quarterback play. And, you know, for, for as much as people want to talk about their football smarts and how people eat tape and they're breaking down this and that and they watch NFL Live all day and they watch NFL Network all day and everything else, well, then why do you reduce everything down to who the quarterback is? It's a disservice to the conversation. And it creates, oh, well, what do you, what do, you do with Cooper Rush? No, you thank him for holding it down and then you welcome Dak Prescott back because not everything is Tom Brady. Why is Tom Brady so special, Joe? He's won seven Super Bowls, led his team to seven Super Bowls, and was the best player on six of those teams. Why didn't Jeff Hotstetler do the same? Why didn't he? Why didn't he do the same thing? He had the same opportunity as Tom Brady before Tom Brady became a thing, right? I guess. But why didn't he win seven? We act as though, like, oh, here's this guy who's going to come out of nowhere. Oh, uh, uh. He's going to win seven Super Bowls just like Tom Brady. He did win one. What, Hostetler? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, then why didn't he just c continue on? Right. We act as though this happens all the time. Right. No, it doesn't. It does not happen all the time. That's why Tom Brady's career is so magical. And why he probably shouldn't come back this year. Next up. For the 10th time in school history, North Carolina will open the men's basketball season as the number one team in the country. The AP unveiled their top 25 today, and they are the Tar Heels at number one, Joe. But that's not the only reason we bring this up. Very well done by North Carolina's social media team. Mm -hmm. They replicated their cover from the 19, the beginning of the 81-82 season, where it was the cover of Sports Illustrated. They had their four returning starters, not a freshman, <laughs> but the four returning starters and Dean Smith. <laughs> So they have Hubert Davis on this cover with the four returning starters. Very well done. 
by UNC. And there's a lot of cool touches to that as well. Hubert Davis actually has the lapel pin that says D-E-S uh, for Dean E. Smith. And if I think um, I want to say... Tried as best as it could to get the same jacket on him, too. Yeah, tried close, the best. Very close. Tried, yeah, they tried the best there. Slightly disappointed they didn't put the cons on, but... Well, I, I think the Jordan brand has no, they own do. They own Converse. Oh, that's right. They do own yeah. Converse now. That's right. I forgot One about that. One little tweak there. Would have been uh, nice. A little but, tweak here and there. No, no, no. It's awesome. But anyway, I, I th- everything is very, very well done. Now, the question as to whether or not Carolina is actually going to go and do the thing is a fascinating one. You know, last year was we we just got done ranting about the specialness of Tom Brady. Sure. Last year might have been a special one-off for that particular group. They didn't start out uh, in a way that gave people confidence in Hubert Davis. We have to be honest about that conversation. You and I spent a good chunk of time telling people, chill the hell out, but let's not act like people weren't just like, see, this is why you should have hired whoever, Wes Miller well, or Wes something Miller like that. Wes Miller started right? hot last year. That's right. So let's not act like that conversation didn't happen. Then, how did they get hot? Well, Hubert Davis put in a position where he could not make a choice anymore. He had to go with it. And that's when the whole Iron Five concept worked out. Dawson Garcia leaves the program for personal reasons. That puts Brady Manick in a position where he has to step up, so he gets a lot of credit for how he played out. And then Caleb Love also goes on a bender for the rest of the season. There's also in the way that you surprised everybody going into into Cameron Indoor Stadium as somebody who could shock them. He had nothing to lose. Nothing to lose going into Cameron, man. And they used that as a springboard for the NCAA tournament where they did it again. Hey, we made it here. Nobody thought we'd be here. We believed in it, but nobody thought we'd be here. Duke, we can ruin their season again, and that's exactly what they did. They sent Coach K packing. That's a lot of things coming together in a very special season that you just can't replicate. So now this now you've got the Tar Heels going from shock to expectations. How do you handle that? The loss of Brady Manick. Does Pete Nance step into that role? All those types of things. Does Caleb Love continue on this on the like the getting it part the rest of the season? I'm not trying to be a hater when it comes sure. to Carolina. I think these are valid questions to ask. Because we've seen teams get hot at the right time in the NCAA tournament, and then they fall off the next season. Yeah, but it is a veteran group. They have been through a lot, not just last season either. And with Baycott and R.J. Davis, you know, Leaky Black, we've seen him in spots. Like, every time Leaky Black hits a three, everybody loses their mind, right? I suspect Leaky Black's going to be, he's not going to be an offensive star for them this year, but he's probably going to be more consistent on the offensive end, as we saw last year. Remember, he's getting, he's using his extra year of eligibility this year. Mm-hmm. This isn't a red shirt. This is him playing for a fifth year. So there's something to that. Um, but I do think it is different when everyone is expecting of it. You, they, they want you to put on, it's the Gonzaga you know, syndrome. Well, you didn't win by 100. Why didn't you win by 100? You're supposed to dominate everybody that you play, and that's not realistic. Um, so we'll see how they can handle that. But I'd, I would, as Roy Williams used to love to say, when we're preseason one, that, mean, that means we have talent. That means we have guys. And I love that because that means, that means we do have a chance to win this thing, and I really do think Carolina can do it. Next up. Number two. Uh, the way of the Panther. That was introduced to us thanks to our friend Jonathan Jones, CBS Sports NFL insider. Had a report over the weekend about Matt Rule's three-page mission statement that I'm assuming was used to win the job when he interviewed with David Tepper. And some of the stuff in this story is, like, 
if you read it to somebody who didn't have a familiarity with the NFL, they would think it was a parody of the NFL where the mission was, we're the brand, and that brand is... Al Pacino in any given Sunday. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's a game of inches. So, your Pacino's not the bad. The six inches in front of your face. So, yeah, my Pacino's not bad. <laughs> wasn't bad either, guys. So the, the thing about, the thing about <laughs> Rule is that everything about him reeked college coach, and this three-page branding letter yeah, was exactly there's... that. There's big cross country high school oh, coach energy from Matt Rule. Well, like the part that I'm still like laughing about is Pepsi is Pepsi 24 hours a day, and I'm thinking to myself, why'd you choose Pepsi? Did you just do a quick Wikipedia search on Carolina Panthers and oh, okay, they're in North Carolina. What's North Carolina famous for? Oh, Pepsi was was actually introduced in New Bern, North Carolina. It's the taste born in the Carolinas. I know what I'll do. He never bothered to research who actually serves up what at Bank of America Stadium? Coca-Cola products. You can go Bojangles? You know, hey, Cajun filet biscuit combo is a Cajun filet biscuit combo 24 hours a day. As somebody at Defector wrote, typically when it comes to a Pepsi, it's told or explained to you, is Pepsi okay? Rather than the other way around. Like, nobody's going to a restaurant asking for Pepsi. People go to a restaurant, they go, hey, I'll have a Coke. And they're like, ah, sorry, we don't do Coke. Is a Pepsi okay? It was a very excellent point by Defector. That's Matt Rule not thinking thing through, right? Anyway, he, the whole thing was called The Way of the Panther. And if you read it, it really makes a lot of sense as to why things didn't work out. This is the way. Just like things did not work out for his guys. Because all the guys who were one of us, that was one the other thing. Oh, oh, Were you one of us? Well, Temple you, and Baylor. If you're and... Temple Baylor, then yeah. Like Robbie Anderson, one of us in Matt Rule's time, but it's no longer Matt Rule's time. And he got traded today to the Arizona Cardinals for, let's just say, not a lot. Here is Steve Wilkes on Robbie Anderson, the interim Panthers head coach, on sending Robbie Anderson to the locker room after he got into an exchange with their wide receivers coach, Joe Daly. Uh, it was a sideline type situation that I felt like I uh, wanted to try to get him in at the moment, and that's something that we'll discuss uh, as we further get into the week. Well, it was discussed, and he was traded. It was as simple as that. Now, Robbie Anderson spoke to the media after the game, and credit to him for coming out there and answering questions as to what the hell happened in the middle of that game. And the long and short of it was he was taken out in plays that he felt that he should not have been taken out of, and then he was a baby about it. And as he continued to be just a baby about the entire thing, Wilkes had enough and then sent them off. Here's Robbie Anderson on not being okay with being taken out of the ballgame. Yeah, you know, um, you know, my job is I'm here to do all I can to help us win. It's third down. I'm being taken out of the game. You know, I don't think I should be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? So I made a comment. It's money down. Why am I being taken out? And that's that. That's Robbie Anderson from the game yesterday. If you caught some Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this morning on 99.9 The Fan, Keyshawn Johnson has a history of being that wide receiver. As the trendy kids would say, he's been him before. Here's Keyshawn on what Robbie Anderson pulled yesterday. Sometimes when things like this start to happen and the team is sitting at 1-5 and five and they, you know and I know that you don't like me anyway and you're trying to get rid of me anyway, then you're going to have some tension that's there. I'm just glad that Robbie Anderson, to a degree, held his composure and didn't do something Stupid. that would have cost yeah. him 
more than being ejected from the game and having everybody talk about yeah. what a bad person he is and a cancer this and a cancer that yeah. without actually knowing the details because I can only imagine what people are saying about his interaction with whatever coach on the sidelines. So that's Keyshawn Johnson, what happened with Robbie Anderson. All right, pop quiz. Jillio, what was Robbie Anderson's most memorable thing as a Panther? When he asked in the preseason who that bear was, or was it a f- the first week of the year? It was During the, fir- the pandemic. I think it was the first week of the year in the pandemic. What's that bear doing? Who's that bear? <laughs> he was talking about Sir Purr. Sir Purr. Not a mascot. Not, not a bear. That's when Robbie Anderson peaked with the Panthers. Uh, no, he had a good year that year. The he, pandemic year had a good year. He was not... No, he did. What I'm saying is the way they re-upped this contract. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was, was a mistake. Not, he was not that guy. He had a good year, the, the pandemic year. But, of course, that's part of the reason why Matt Rule is no longer the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Next up. The number one story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. ACC college football continues to be a wild one in the coastal, and there was a wild one on Saturday night between the Tar Heels and the Blue Devils. Carolina ends up winning, and likely it's they're on their way to win the Coastal Division. That's not how this season was scripted when it came to triangle football. We'll explain next. So Carolina's been winning some wild ones, and look, you Took can... down Duke Saturday night, big comeback led by Drake May. Well done. You can flip some things around for the Tar Heels, and the season's not being discussed the way that it is, but they played out the way that they played out. You had two touchdowns taken off the board uh, for Duke in this contest. You had a roughing the passer that was very NFL-like and like, what are we doing here? And, hey, you can't trust North Carolina's defense completely because with 16 seconds to go, Duke almost got into field goal position and might have tied that game. And the way things were going back and forth, who's to say how it plays out? But that's neither here nor there. Carolina won. That's now, what, 10 in a row from Mac Brown at Carolina over Duke. You can go all the way back to the start of the season for the Tar Heels and see how things have just been one play away from going in the complete opposite direction, and we talk about Carolina differently. But not the point. Here they are. They've had the breaks go their way. Julio, what do you like to say about the Tar Heels? You know, when it comes to their athletic department? Oh, if something good can happen for Carolina, it will. And what about NC State? There's a push and pull to the universe, Joe. Yeah. If something can go bad for NC State, it will. Yeah, and maybe we have something to do with that, as one of our listeners oh, pointed out. Oh, no, no, out. no. We have nothing to do with that. No, as one of our listeners pointed out, there is there is a, a classic story trope called the monkey's paw. When you wish for something or you try to affect the order of the universe, there are some unintended consequences when you do that. And it's entirely possible that using the curse reverse candles and burying things at Carter-Finley Stadium, all that mojo was used up, theoretically, hear me out, all that mojo was used up to get NC State past ECU at the beginning of the season, right? Maybe all that mojo was even used up to beat Florida State. You know, Devin Leary gets hurt, and here comes Jack Chambers, and they come from behind, and they win the game, right? But when you've used up all that mojo to get you to this point, What's the unintended consequence? The monkey's paw. And the unintended consequence when you mess with fate is that Carolina is actually going to be the team of the triangle that wins the division or wins a division in the final year of division play in the ACC. Now what for NC State? Here's NC State head coach Dave Doran 
on Saturday on finding out the full extent of Devin Leary's injury, a torn pec. He's going to have surgery, and he is done for the season. Yeah, I mean, we found out Sunday that he had a partial tear and that it was possibly rehabable. They were getting more opinions, looking further into it. So it was like around 1.30 on Monday um, after my press conference, they told me. And at that point, decided that, you know, not telling people was best for our quarterbacks to get ready for Syracuse's defense and then not have that advantage to know who's playing in the game. And so that's why I did what I did with that. Um, but I didn't know, you know, before the press conference, I found that after. And so Monday, Devin will get surgery and, you know, it's not his shoulder. That's the good news. It's a pec muscle, which, you know, from a throwing standpoint, it's a lot better situation than having a torn labrum or a, a rotator injury. So that's Dave Dorn, NC State head football coach, uh, after Saturday's loss on uh, after Saturday's loss to Syracuse. We can spend time talking about NC State's season even before the Devin Leary injury. I think the best way to sum it up is scared money don't make money, don't make no money. Somewhere, Cat Barber's mom is you know yelling that at Mark Godfrey. Shouts to Pam, yeah. You know she used to yell that at Mark Godfrey, Mark Godfrey back in the day. I mean that's the best way to describe NC State this season. The expectations might have gone to them. They were afraid to lose. They played not to lose. That's how they played on Saturday. They played not to lose against they just, Syracuse. They just never seemed to be in sync on offense, no. even with Devin. They're, they just never really seemed to breathe fire. Yeah. You know, I just felt like some there was urgency missing there. There was a crispness missing there. It's kind of like, even like a singular focus. Maybe even that anger that we were looking for after the UCLA game was, was um, canceled. By the way, UCLA hasn't lost yet this year. Mm-hmm. So you might not want to go back and relitigate that as an automatic win. Just the thought. That, that, that might also be a monkey's paw situation. It's UCLA that's yes. coming out of the Holiday Bowl fiasco as, oh, whoopsies. No, I'm, I'm genuinely interested, though, where, you know, we've talked a lot about Mecca Mezzi being gone and Ikea Quano being gone. Bam Knight would, would, would pop a uh, kickoff return here yeah. and there. And I, I honestly believe that last year was their year. They just didn't realize it. But I also I am genuinely curious. Like, where did it go wrong this year? Mm-hmm. Was there a different buildup in terms of how they practiced? You know, I'm sure with the number of injuries they had, did they hit as much as they they were used to? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know why the offense never seemed to be at a level where I'm watching Carolina on Saturday night in Durham, and I'm going, oh, this is the team NC State wished they had. You can and, say that and, about Wake Forest, too. And for portions of last year, NC State's offense did look like this. Look, when, you are, when you're a program like NC State or Wake Forest or Carolina, when you're essentially 98% of college football, you're not Alabama, you're not reloading, you're not Georgia, right. where you're doing these things. You're not even you – know, You get windows. You get your windows. Yep. And the, the miscalculation is that the benefit of the doubt given to NC State to develop players whiffed this year. Wide receiver being the biggest one. I mean, if you want to, if you want to distill it down to its pure essence as to why but, NC State's but that season also offensively the has not worked, it absolves the coaches, which I don't agree with. Well, I'm not trying to absolve the coaches yeah. because the coaches actually develop those wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, coach, hey, can't pull a guy out of the out of the portal too, right? You know, like if you if you feel like you're a piece away, you you trusted your guys to develop. All right, well, this is where portal stuff comes in from time to time. So. I am not absolving the coaching staff when I talk about the wide receiver position. I'm simply saying well, that you can scheme them open a little bit better than they have is what I'm getting at. Can, yeah. can, you can. This, can this group get open is the question. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Right. So I think there's a lot of failures, and that's where I think NC State season ultimately failed. And then Devin Leary, who's not a two-way player, he's not, he's not, yeah, he's not a runner. He's not a runner. 
that starts to show you the limitations when you don't have an ability to just chuck it up to a Mechamese who's going to pull down a 50-50 ball. What do you think NC State season looks like if they have a Josh Downs? Right? So that's 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 the thing that NC State's probably going to kick themselves for is that that particular group did not develop the way they thought, which affected everything else for the Wolfpack this season. Speaking of the saving things, we can't save hot and cold of the weekend. It's brought to you by Any Day Heating and Cooling, a family-owned company. All right, Julio, what was your hot from the weekend? My hot of the weekend is Russell Wilson because, yes, we're getting more Russell Wilson in prime time tonight. Nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to see Russell Wilson in prime time. And, well, he's even got a couple of former teammates who would, like, act because everyone's picking on Russ now, okay? I, I know. But the and knives are out, man. So, Marshawn Lynch, beast mode, was on Richard Sherman's podcast, and he talked about, I would actually reach out to him. There's a problem. You have the clip for me, Cox? Yeah, reach mean, out to him. You know it His ain't manager. that. You know it ain't. Man, come His on, manager. nigga. If I can't. So Richard Did Sherman, say- so Lynch is basically saying, hey, man, I kind of hate it that all these people are bagging on Russell Wilson now. And so Sherman says, reach out to him, reach out to him, his manager, because apparently even while they were on the team together and winning a Super Bowl together and winning the NFC championships together, you couldn't just call That's unreal. Russell Wilson as a teammate. That's you unreal. had to reach out to his manager and you wonder, yeah. you wonder. Why Russ has a problem with authenticity. Weird. Odd. So, 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 so strange. Uh, my hot of the weekend goes to 90s fashion. So hot right now in 90s fashion. I haven't been to the mall in a long time. I have a 14-year-old. 14-year-old suddenly has incentive to give a damn about what he looks like. You all can probably figure out why that's the case. So we go to the mall. And I get to Gap. And Gap selling jeans. That's what they do at Gap. You know what they're calling their loose fit jeans now? Uh, baggy. No. 90s loose. Oh. Ooh. Now, we all have a different definition as to what 90s loose might be. These are just loose fit jeans. They're just calling it 90s because 90s is really hot right now with a teenage set. If I say 90s loose to you, Julio, what are you thinking? Because Court- you and I grew up in the 90s. Courtney Love, maybe? Ha! Ah, there you go. I'm thinking Jinko jeans. That's Jank- what I'm thinking oh. about. I want to be able, jeans I, with the I chain need, belt. Yeah, I need to be able to fit another person into the pants with me. Yes, that's what you would have worn to generals games. Imagine all the liquor <laughs> oh, you could hide in those they, jeans. They were gone by I the know, night. They were, yeah, they were yeah. gone. You know what like, I'm saying? Full on right. Matt and Jeff Hardy over here. So, yes. <laughs> I am dying laughing at this. And then when it's time, like you need new shoes. Yeah, I need new shoes. All right. Well, what do you want to go get? I'm thinking sneakers. Nah, I, I want to get some Doc Martens. What? <laughs> So basically, what you're telling me is that you want to dress like I dressed in 1994? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. All right, man. Skin of a Nirvana shirt, and he's good. <sighs> brutal, man. Just brutal. He likes Deftones instead. All right. That's fair. It's your, uh, what's your cold of the weekend, Joe? Uh, this I have to go back to Friday night. SMU played uh, a game, and they have a live mascot. They have a horse yeah, that yeah. they run out onto the field. Oh. This from Ross Dellinger. A football game was was paused tonight while student assistants used Gatorade cups to to scoop up actual horse crap on a football field that a pony crapped out while celebrating a touchdown. That horse had to go, by the way. Yeah. Like, it yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. 
My cold of the weekend goes to Tennessee football. You're thinking, well, how, how could you give them a cold of the weekend? They beat Alabama, man. What's going on? Well, Tennessee's official football account tweeted out, hey, uh, so our goalposts, you, you, you tore them down and you dumped them into the river. Uh, so here's a GoFundMe for y'all to donate to us to go buy new goalposts. Hold up. You want fans to donate to a school with an endowment in the billions to buy new goalposts? You're telling me that the SEC that just signed, what was their television deal with ESPN? Billions of dollars? Mm. You need your fans to buy you goalposts? And they did. That's the worst part. Suckers. (laughs) Absolute suckers. I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.